Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agambar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agambar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish. It's Holly's Hotspurs back with another one Chatting all things Tottenham, we're second to none Special guests every time, if it's win, lose or draw The passion is high like Harry Kane when he scores Or when Lloris makes a world-class save We got Hoybier running the mid every game Settle down, stick around, share your thoughts with the panel And make sure you're subscribing to the channel Coys Hello, yes, and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs Live. Another transfer edition special because we are still making moves in this transfer window. And with me tonight to discuss everything that's going on at the minute, I am joined by another three fabulous guests. This time, Patrick is here, ladies and gents. He's rocking his yellow shirt. He's loving life on this fine Monday. Patrick, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, man. Apologies for last week. I was engrossed on um, on the on the terrace um, top six show. Couldn't get off this this week. I said, no, I have to get off on time. And obviously I'm here. So yeah, can't wait, man. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me, as always. I was going to say, it's nice to have you, Patrick, on time, but then I wasn't on time. So uh, <laughs> my apologies this time. Um, and also joining us again, we are joined by Max. Max, how are you this evening? Yeah, I'm very well. Good to be back on the channel. And obviously, like you said, lot, lots to talk about today. So uh, yeah, it should be a good one. It really should be. And like like I said, we've already signed a player, obviously, uh, last week. And we're going to talk about him first off, which will be fabulous. But before we get on to that, i also like to welcome in Jay. Jay, how are you, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Happy that we're actually doing some business. It's crazy to think a couple of years ago where we were at with transfers. And now we're getting excited for a transfer window. It's a very weird experience. It is indeed. But it's a nice experience. It's been, like you said, it's been a while since I've been this excited about a transfer window and we're only in July. Um, so that is a great feeling. Um, thank you to everybody that is in the chat as well. Evening, everyone. Hope we are doing well as well. And let's crack on with this show because obviously, first of all, we need to talk about Big Richie. I'm going to call him Big Richie from now on because he has joined from Everton for 50 mil plus a 10 million add-on. So Patrick, I'll come to you first. How are you feeling about this guy joining our club? Ah, over the moon. Uh, and I know we are getting, you know, a few salty rival fans saying, ah, oh, 60 million, does he even start and all of this nonsense. But at the end of the day, big clubs do this. They add depth and quality in all in all uh, areas. The fact that your question, will he start, shows how good our front three is. But we all know Richarlison is a very good player, Everton's best player. Um, and I, I take it back. I love the fact that we've gone out and taken Everton's best player, Brighton's best player. We've seen these gems. We know how good they are. They're Premier League proven. They can hit the ground running and we've taken them. So we strengthened us. I know, you know, we've weakened them, but it doesn't really matter. They're not our direct rivals. But the point is, we've got some of the best players from other teams in the Premier League. Richarlison is a very good player. If you would have told me a year ago that we would have bought in Richarlison at the beginning of the window, I would have never believed it. So it just goes to show this time last year, we were all pretty much pissed off that we had been, you know, through a, a, basically a manager merry-go-round. Nuno was just appointed and we had no idea what direction we were heading in, if Harry Kane was going to stay, what was happening with certain players. Now there's direction. We know where the club are going, what they're trying to do. And uh, yeah, man, Richarlison, good for 12 to 15 goals a season. We know he scores all types of goals. Even um, when I look back at some of his highlights, I'm like, He's actually scored some really good goals. Pots up with headers, overhead kicks, you know, can dribble and beat a man. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a pesky player. Uh, players aren't going to like playing against him. Uh, the Everton faithful love him. Um, they were really sad and distraught to see him go. You saw loads of kids all over the timeline crying and upset that he's gone. A lot of people saying he's been their best player and, you know, he's a fan favourite. And then also... You know, you just know how instrumental he was to that team. But they all gave, a lot of fans gave him their blessing and said that they're happy that he came to us as opposed to other teams. And I'm, I'm, the, the thing that excites me the most about him is that he's backed himself to come here. He knows how good our front three is. He knows, obviously, how good Harry Kane, Hungman Son and Kuduchewski's hit the ground running. But he still backs himself to try and get in this team and add quality to it. And I like that because other players, obviously, the first thing that comes up is, oh, I'm not going to start, so I'm not going to go there. But mm -hmm. the fact that he's willing to come here and show how good he is and show his worth, I'm really happy. 
Hmm, 100%. I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head because obviously we've spoken about other players that, that didn't want to come because of game time, this, that and the other. But Max, it's true. Like Patrick's kind of said, whatever team he's played for, he's won, he's won that show at Pride and he's done a proper shift for him. So I'm hoping that obviously maintains at Spurs as well. He's Brazilian. Hey. Sixty million. <laughs> go on, Max. Go on. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I, I, I doubt it's going to catch on, especially maybe not. Maybe not my verse. I'm not carry on singing because. But but look, I'm hoping we haven't frightened him off. Or I haven't frightened him off because the fact he actually has seen that on Twitter is quite scary. So um, I actually went and saw. So I asked my. Before I talk, start talking about him, I have to just say I do apologise to anyone that has seen that chant. But I was—I right, I loved was it. At, I loved it, man. I looked so. at Twitter, right, and you know where it says like it caps at like twenty plus for like notifications. And I was just like, oh, you know, like <laughs> what have I if done? That's YouTube, and it's like, and it's views. I'll I'll be buzzing. But when it's your yeah. notifications on Twitter, um, <laughs> yeah, nah. So um, excellent signing, and obviously that's why I just thought I'm, I was trying to get just some good good vibes and just show people that I'm just actually, I'm happy that he's signed for Spurs. Like it's, it, it's a big deal. It's nice that we've actually signed someone that's going to play or compete with Kane, you know, and or when Kane needs to rest, you've got another great backup striker. Like Pat said, he's, he, he's backing himself to come when you know he's got the best striker in the league playing at the same team. So it's, it's exciting all round, man. I mean, we've got, what, not even, only a few weeks into the transfer window. We've already done like big business, plenty of time left for more signings. It's just, it is so exciting to be a Spurs fan at the moment. And it's got to a stage already where you're thinking, like, once one's signed, you want to be linked with the next yeah, one, linked with the greedy. next one. We're getting good. And it, it's, yeah, yeah no, it's hard to, like, not fall and be, like, be greedy. But Conte's implementing that into us where I feel like he's going to be the reason that when we actually do eventually win something, that's how teams become greedy and wanting to win more and more and more. And because we haven't had that for a while, we've always just thought, oh, we'll, we'll do it next season or we'll have a go next season. We'll do our best here, there. Once we actually, we've been to we've been to a couple of finals now recently, it's time to actually step up. And this this is the season, like, it's make or break now. And to actually see that we're actually doing business this early on just shows we, we are going to be a force next season, 100%. 100%. And I just can't wait. Do you remember that season at the lane we went unbeaten? Like, we need to get back to that. You get back to that and you, you go into every home game expecting or 90% three points, then you've only got to focus on your away games. I know as mad as that sounds, but you want you want your home stadium to be a fortress and there's no reason why it can't this season, especially with like that that top four, uh, the, like the strikers, the attackers, that's scary. It's I, I don't know who, who, who wouldn't, who, who actually wants to play against that? No one. So <laughs> you, we bulk up our defence like going forward and... Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be a force. We really are. And I think, like, obviously, we've spoken about, obviously, Richardson's managed to get 10 goals and five assists and a struggle in the Everton side. Obviously, he stepped up when DCL was injured. But, Jay, mm -hmm. like Max and Patrick have already kind of said, that fact that he can be so versatile, it just adds another edge. And the fact that he's also hungry and wanted to join a UCL team just highlights that so much. I think that's the thing with Richarlison, where he can play anywhere along the front three. It means that he's not just a backup for Son, he's not just a backup for Kane, and he's not just a backup for Kulijevski as well. He's a backup for all three. So, you know, you're getting, you're, you're spending 50, 50 million on a player who can effectively play three positions. That The stick that we got when we signed him was obviously the value, but, you know, we talked about this. If you look at Manchester City's bench, name one of those players that goes to another team for less than 50 million, you know, man, you know, uh, uh, well, around that, you know, like Jesus was sat on city's bench and he's now gone to Arsenal for 45. So spending 50 million on a player that might not get in the first team with the five substitutes rule this year is not so ludicrous. If you think about it, because if, if, if teams are going to want to compete with Liverpool and city, you're going to need those quality players to bring off the bench. And I, I think he's that he shows grit He's a little bit of a shit house, which I absolutely love in a Tottenham shirt. For so many years, we've been too much of a nice team. And seeing players like that, Conte with the mentality he has, that we're starting to bring in these players that have got a winning mentality and won't back down from a fight. And I think that really showed last season with the squad's mentality and the amount of results that we dug out from nowhere because we just had that grit and determination. And I just think he's another player 
that fits into that mentality, which is like Max said, even if even if we don't win something under Conte, it's really going to lay the landmark of where this club can go with regards to a mentality change of just like, oh yeah, well, you know, we play good football, but we're not going to win anything, you know, or, or we'll always play the right way. You won't see us cheating or, or doing like little things like that. I just, I think he's a brilliant signing all round. No, and I think you're correct. I mean, like Roy said here as well, pointing on your point, Jay, about obviously the gritness and the determination. Romero's kind of that shithouse in the back as well. It'll be quite in- interesting, like Roy says, to whether to see they whether they'll get on and things, obviously what happened last time they played against each other. So sticking with that, uh, Patrick, I also want to talk about obviously the fact that on Instagram, he's also been very vocal from joining Tottenham <laughs> already. I think he posted a picture or something, Bellerin, like they're having a yeah, face with each other. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he, already he's fully invested and he knows what a rivalry means. I mean, he was, um, when, when Everton beat Liverpool, he was instrumental in that game. Uh, I think he scored a goal and assisted the goal or got two goals, something like that. He's scored many a goal against us. When Everton beat Arsenal, he scored their winner. The guy pops up in big games. And I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, but he paid 50 to 60 million. That's too much. But if you look at how important he was to Everton, and like I said, the amount of goals he, he, he's he got for them, plus you look at he works his arse off. I was checking his stats against all of the forwards in the league and he pretty much wins the ball more than any other of the forwards in terms of tackling, intercepting. So he always puts a shift in. There's a bit of a lazy narrative that he's, you know, late, uh, lazy and doesn't work hard, but he actually does. He does a lot of running. So it help us from the, uh, you know, defending out from the front line as well. And um, yeah, the guy, the guy doesn't hide. He doesn't shirk out of a tackle. He doesn't hide during the derby. He's up for it. You already saw him post it on his story. So he knows already he wants to rile up the fans and obviously get us on uh, on his side. And I'm looking forward to it, man. He brings a different edge to our, you know, uh, yeah. our, our front three are quite silky, very technical. You know, Kane obviously is one of the best in the world. So is Son. Kulicheski can definitely get there. Uh, but uh, Richarlison brings a different edge, a different dynamic to that. And uh, but we all know he's very good as well. So, yeah, I think it's a great signing. Only only teams or the mentality of fans that don't want to push forward will talk about the price that oh we're paying fifty million or sixty million for someone that's going to sit on the bench. Who cares? Like you're saying, holes. When you look at all the other teams, they've got quality and abundance on the bench. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you want a player. You know he's good. You pay the price and you get it in. Stop trying to haggle or stop going for our second or third or fourth choice targets just to save a bit of money because that never works. And in the long run, we end up sending them where they can't get rid of them. So just pay the money, get them in, and then we can obviously, you know, uh, get to grips with preseason and push on from there. Yeah, you're right. I think that's the thing. I think for too long, as we all know, <laughs> Mr. Levy's normally haggling, like you say, for peanuts for players. But now he's gone like, right, Conte wants this guy. Let's go get him. We don't care what the fee is. We're paying it. Um, And Max, sticking with this, obviously, I know lots of people are saying about the price tag, but lots of people are also comparing him to Jesus. <laughs> and I think Sky have been one of the people that really riled me up today to do that because I think they're, they're two different players for two different roles. I think that's the thing that everybody's kind of forgetting. Jesus is going into Arsenal to be their main striker. Richie, for us, like we've all said, he's going to be that rotation player. So do you think it's wrong to compare the two straight up? It's always going to happen with Tottenham Arsenal, though. That's the problem. If it was the other way around, they'd be saying, oh, Jesus is... like Obviously, they'd be saying Richarlison's the best in the world and like vice versa. So in that debate, you're never going to be able to win an argument with a gooner. That's, that's just is what it is. <laughs> Then it'll end up coming down to what happens next season, really. Um, but saying actually... that, Max, sorry, sorry to jump in, but the Go funny on. thing is that Arsenal fans, as in AFTV, a lot of them were out there before. Uh, yeah, uh, that clip. Well, they, they even said, yeah, they? in two separate clips, they both said, as in Turkish, Robbie, Lee Judges, and I think there's someone else have all said that they would rather Richarlison over Jesus. So mm-hmm. it's come back to bite them in the ass that, and this was before either of them knew they were going to be linked to either player. So well, that's it. They're both people, good. Yeah, they're both quality. But like, I'm not going to lie. Like he's, he's, he wouldn't have been in City's rotation game for for a few seasons now, would he? Like he's up there with the best. It just City don't play that 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 style of football. When he he's getting older, he wants to play first team football. It, it's a, it was a decision that we all knew was going to happen. Oh. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I said done that last time, but bloody Siri. Um, oh, no, I just said it, didn't I? You said it again. <laughs> but um, no, it's one of those things where he's just thinking, I know we sat here, we absolutely despise Arsenal, we hate them. But to him, it's just another club that could potentially do well next season. He can go there, be their main man. 
Um, and it would have been the other way around if, it, if we got Jesus and they got Richie. So the fact that it's a tough one to say, oh, who's got the better deal? It's just what club needed that type of player. And Jesus fit the bill more for them than Richarlison. I actually, I'm, I'm more excited to see Richarlison. I don't know why. I just feel like he has that that bit of flair about him. And the fact that Jay said he's got that, you know, he's going to he's gonna be a mischief for, for other teams. He's, he's not going to... If he, if he gets elbowed in the face, he's elbowing someone else in the face. Like he's he's not going to be, you know, like when the people will say, "Oh, if um, this is very just changing the topic completely." But you remember, you have the, the the minority that say, "Oh, if Messi ever came to the Premier League, he'd get he'd get wiped out on a cold night in Stoke back in the day." It's like, well, no, he's he's good enough not to have that. So the the fact that Richarlison is just I don't know. He's just an exciting player. I mean, I've gone totally off point. I can't actually remember what what you were asking, to be honest. But it's oh, that was it about the Sky Sports comparing. It's like one, they do this on purpose. They're not stupid. They love getting the social media talking. And also, Arsenal fans on Twitter, on Twitter, they have like the biggest following on Twitter. Arsenal, like in terms of just can you can you say idiots of just ones that just jump to every post and just want to get involved i mean they're the ones that you have in your in your notifications if you say something bad about them like within five seconds it's like they live and breathe twitter so 100 you know sky sports aren't stupid no they're not and, and that's the thing i took the bait and bite it it just annoys me that when you look at it from a footballing brain um they're two different signings for two different teams. Um, Jay, I'll come to you for the last point on, on Richie. And obviously, I know you said that he's a shithouse. Um, he'll be he'll be great for us in that kind of sense. Um, but you kind of on the same kind of vibe as well. Like, just ignore the price tag. Ignore the fact that Arsenal think they've got one up on us for some strange reason at the moment. But I think Richarlison, for the last point, is a very, very good say, uh, signing. He's, he's proven in the Prem. That That's the biggest thing about this signing is he's proven in the Prem. And if you get a lot of um, South American players that come over, Arsenal picked up this Marquinhos that I reckon won't get any minutes next season. That's probably going to get clipped when he scores a hat-trick on the opening day. But, you know, like <laughs> they picked up this Marquinhos that no one's heard of that's, you know, some wonder kid and he probably won't play the whole first season or go out on loan to Boreham Woods. You know, Richarlison is like proven in the Premier League. Um, in in a struggling Everton team, um, and the thing is for me when we talk about the comparison to Jay Juice is Arsenal. I'd love to. I want to see Jay Juice out of Pep Guardiola's system because I think Pep Guardiola could put anyone into that system with the right coaching and make him the player that he is. Let's see what Jesus is like, not with Pep Guardiola's you know coaching, and he's got his understudy Arteta coaching him. Obviously, I know they've got history. Uh, obviously, when Pep was assistant manager, but I, I just think you know price. The, we'll only talk about the price tag at the end of the season. You know, there was a lot of talk about Juventus rejects in January last year, and they turned out to be probably two of our best players for the second half of the season. There'll be a lot of talk about Richarlison's price this year, but at the end of the season, stats will talk. Don't get me wrong; I think Jesus will get goals, but my question is: is if Arsenal have given Enketia a new contract, how many games is Jesus going to start? Or are Arsenal going to play a two? Or is that going to cause a problem? Because there's no way on God's earth Jesus has left City to go and sit on Arsenal's bench mm-hmm. to watch Eddie and Ketty play. And there's no way Eddie and Ketty will be happy getting a new contract and then having... Well, Joe, I, I actually thought they signed uh, Thierry Henry, giving him number 14. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just shows what they think of him. And then, like you said, they've gone and signed another, another striker to play there. So... They made such a big deal of Enketia and made this signing on, like the video with Edu giving him the shirt. And then suddenly they've wiped. I haven't heard nothing about Enketia since then. It's just been all Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So, I mean, it, not that I care, but if you're going to give someone the opportunity, let him have his opportunity. And then it's like they've just kind of wiped that away. So, whether they're going to play two up front, I don't know. It's like a backup plan. It's like they've gone, do you know what? Uh, you know, you're going to be our boy, homegrown. He's gonna cut. He's, you know, he's he's gonna come through. He's made a couple of good performances last year. Obviously, not in the North London derby the second time around. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was playing. Um, and then and then you've gone right. We're gonna give you a chance. Gonna get this new deal. Like you said, here's the shirt. Oh, but there's a little risk that you might not hit off the blocks. So we're gonna get yeah. this established Premier League striker in just in case you're not good enough. Don't worry, he's not gonna take your spot. He's not gonna take your spot. <laughs> But if he does bad goals, you are going on the bench. It's well, just from like... what from what I know, and this is this is facts. Enketia wasn't standing up the top of the roof doing the old like hands and this. So they clearly value Jesus a lot more than uh, one of their own. So. <laughs> 
it, it will be very interesting. And I didn't want to go down the route of comparing because I think that's kind of what I did say in the comment about Sky. But I think it is true. I think we just need to leave both of them alone, see what happens at the end of the season and see their stats. But what I do know is after we obviously spoke about the Juve rejects, they've come in and they've come off the hit, the blocks uh, running, sorry. So with Richarlison coming in with that massive price tag, he's got a massive point to prove. And I think he's one of these players that will eat it up and will do very well with it. Um, but obviously, moving slightly away from Richarlison, obviously, we are heading to Korea on Saturday. And, and rumours has come out that there will be two new signings before we depart. Now, obviously, the first one that's coming out of the woodworks, Patrick, is Lenglet. Now, he's 27. He's from Barca. And the only thing that's making me wonder that this is probably going to go through very, very soon is the fact that Christiansen is obviously moving to there. Fabrizio has not said here we go, but it's pretty much there. So with that being said, he'll be pushed down the pecking order. So with Lenglet, how do you feel on the guy, Patrick? Oh, man. It's a bit... I don't know, man. I, okay, I'll take it back. <laughs> when I first heard the news, I was really not happy. And I was like, oh, why are we taking this bomb? Basically, i seen that he'd been offered to a lot of clubs. Uh, the irony is last year, we were interested in him. Paratici's always liked him. And he wanted to try and bring him in. And he basically rejected us, said he wouldn't come. He wants Champions League football. He wasn't sure on Nuno. Fast forward a year, we're now in the Champions League. I think he went from playing like 27, 30-odd games the year before last to only starting about 13 games uh, the season just gone. So he's dropped down the pecking order massively at Barcelona. And now it seems like he's up for coming. So it's like the tables are turned massively. But... Whenever I've seen him play, not saying I watch Barcelona a lot, but I watched the uh, Champions League game when they played Juventus and he gave away a penalty in that game. There was a game against uh, another team where every time I've seen him play, he's had a stinker, basically. So I'm not too infused with it. I've seen a lot of clips since. A lot of my friends have tried to talk me around saying he's great on the ball. He's silky, smooth. He's essentially an upgrade on Ben Davis or he can be at least back up for Ben Davis. So... To be honest, Holly, I don't know how I feel. I know my initial thoughts was no, keep him away. We can do better. I'm told it would be a loan and we'll still go after, you know, a number one target at LCB. So I don't know, man. If he's the only left-sided or central-sided with a left-foot player we bring in, I'm not going to be that happy. But I have seen, I'm not going to lie, since, since it's all come out and I've watched a lot of stuff on him, it has won me over. He does look really good. So I don't know how I feel because the clips and the highlights are showing me one thing, but I've seen him in games and I've seen him be shocking, give away penalties, have that lack of concentration. But then I'm also thinking about like, I've seen Ben Davis have stinkers. I've seen Eric Dyer have stinkers and I know what Conte's done with them to turn it around. Yeah. So I honestly, I'm bamboozled at the moment. My head's all over the place, but I do know his quality. But I've also seen... I don't know, man. I'm up and down. So without, I don't think I've really answered your question. So because I'm as confused as you lot probably are hearing that. So maybe at the end. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like it is different. I think I was the same as you because I was a bit like, uh, I know this geezer is, but he hasn't been playing a lot. Exactly. I'm not too sure about it. And if he's coming from there to the Premier League, is it going to happen? But then I've got in the back of my mind, obviously about Kuzveski and obviously Ben Tancourt, and mm. I'm thinking, oh, hang on a minute, but. Obviously, Max, the fee is roughly around €5 million. Euros. Now, if that was the case on a loan deal, regardless of whether he's not playing great at the minute, but knowing that Conte is going to obviously have him under his wing, would that probably tempt you to have him? Yeah, knowing that, knowing that he's definitely not coming in and going straight into the starting lineup and being like another main man at the back, the fact that it's it's loan and we've always been told like by every journalist on Twitter and whatever, that we're, we will get another solid centre-back. Makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, like I've said, like Pat, I've, I haven't seen that many games of him. I know that he was decent for Sevilla like a few seasons yeah. ago. Um, mm. And I know he can ping the ball. But, you know, I mean, uh, Conte loves players that can like quick pass in, pass and move. We've seen that's how we, we played towards the back end of last season. Just get the ball, get the balls quickly up. You can up the pitch and then someone there to finish. So... Maybe he's just thinking it's it's a different option, you know. If having players at the back that can pass 30, 40 yards, I know it's becoming more common these days, just that's how the way football's going. Players are just better on the ball than they used to be 10 years ago. But it's one where the normal game plan might not be working. Get someone centre back and then have runners in behind, you know, like Son used to where it, the classic. Kane gets the ball, looks over the top for Son. It might be something similar to that. It's just a different game plan. So it's just nice to have that 
another like name on the bench that can do that instead of looking around looking at the bench or oh, how do we change it and then it just it's always stayed the same so he might not be great defensively is it risk for that much money not really i don't think i mean it's one thing for sure you ain't going to see leng on the back of anyone's shirt with like you ain't <laughs> yeah that's not you're that's um no you're not kidding anyone with that but no, it'll be interesting. I mean, like I said, it's, he's not the main man, is he? So get get him in. And I think you're right. I think you said, obviously, the rotation is key up top, but it'll also be for the legs at the back. And obviously, mm-hmm. we've spoken about a lot, obviously, about it's his age as well and potentially what he can bring to the club in terms of experience. Because I know, Jay, we can talk lots about young players coming in, but they kind of need those players that they can kind of look up to. And I think for €5 million, Euros, for someone that's played at Barca, has done this, that and that, do you not think it'd be quite nice to have him in the backroom staff as well? I mean, I, I, I sound like a broken record when I'm on this podcast, I swear. Uh, it's confidence. Um, Lenglet's looked awful the last couple of seasons, mainly because Barcelona have been awful the last couple of seasons. If you're having, if you're having uh, you know, 15 attacks at you every game and your left centre, your left back's making a mistake, your right back's making a mistake, it just feeds into the negativity. But if you're talking about adding to the back room, you've got Spanish League champion, UEFA Nations League champion, Spanish Cup winner, Spanish Cup winner's Cup winner. You know, this is, again, just adding to a dressing room full of players that have got experience winning trophies. And, and mm-hmm. for a loan, if he's there for a year, if he's crap, He's crap. If he's not, he's not. And and I think what you said earlier about the Kulusevski and the Bentecourt, I know Bentecourt was perm, but, you know, I don't think we would be going for these players if Conte or Paratici did not see them fitting into this team and being a positive uh, a positive influence on the team, on the pitch and off it. You know, un- under, under Hitchin and when we were just signing players willy-nilly because, you know, so- he's got a five-star rating on football manager in four years time let's go and sign him you know like you know like dumb like you know that was our that was our policy it's like oh who do, who's does the media thinks good let's mm. get them in it seems like now they've just been given the rein and it, and it seems like clever business you know that the whole football ecosystem seems to be going towards this try before you buy kind of mentality with transfers if you look at like Romero and obviously Kulazewski everyone's it's kind of like look there's no point in us forking out all of this money, but if you loan him to us and he's decent, we'll take him off your hands for the fee that we agreed or we can negotiate a fee at the end of the deal. But for me, he's, he's, he's got experience. Yeah, he might be a little bit wobbly, but what Spurs player isn't, you know? I think he'd fit in perfectly in our team, to be honest. Yeah. You know, Patrick said it earlier about Dyer, Romero, mm. Davies, you know? You know, I he, for me, he's... Better than Dyer in in the experience, in my opinion, and and probably yeah, he's better on the he's better on the ball than Ben Davis, definitely. And to be yeah. fair, the clips and stuff I've seen of him dribbling out, he's actually really good at that. Very, good. I know these are highlights, so I've seen games, but yeah, I mean, we made Davidson Sanchez. I say we are. I know we're. I'm being a bit like tongue in cheek here because the players are still good enough; they have to perform. But Davidson Sanchez coming for the last five or six games, and he looks solid. So I think with a back three, Conte drilling the drills into them, playing like you said, RJ, with confidence in a team that they know they can be trusted in and believe in, you might see a new Langlet. So we know the guy can play, but. It's a bit, it's hit and miss, but like you said, it's a loan. So it's not really that big of a risk if everything is true as what they're saying. The thing is as well is that, again, it goes back to the five subs rule next year. I I, I think people on Twitter specifically are really forgetting this. They're forgetting that next year, if teams like us, Arsenal, maybe Chelsea, because I wouldn't put them in the same bracket as City and Liverpool, if teams like us, don't recruit big players to sit on our bench next year, City and Liverpool are going to walk away with the league. They're going to walk away with it because they've got too much quality on the bench for for rotation, for big games, to change things. It's just, you know, experience is what you're going to need. You're going to need to bring on experienced players. And and I I think it's a tiny bit of business if it goes through. And I think you guys all kind of hit on the head. I mean, someone wrote here about, obviously, Chris has written about, he'd take him over Roden and Tanganga. And the only difference between them two and Langlet is probably because Langlet's already established. It's Yes, he's yeah. 27. Mm-hmm. He's already established himself as a player. And I think that is something that I've noticed as well with this. Obviously, apart from Kulaveski, shall we say, 
everybody's coming in and, and they're who they are. They know exactly who they are. And like, I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I'm the best on transfers. I definitely wouldn't say I was the best at transfers. But I know who Lengler is. And I think that's something as well that I think I'm kind of sitting back and thinking, okay, we're actually meaning business. Yes, this is quite a nifty deal because it's only 5 million euros. And like Jay says, we're trying before we buy. Um, so it will be very interesting. Obviously, the other signing that could potentially happen before, obviously, uh saturday is obviously spence i've spoken about spence so much i don't want to keep talking about him um but we all know who he is we know what he could offer to the side whether he's gonna make it in the start at 11 who knows but it looks like that deal is going to go through so i don't want to talk about that anymore because it's doing my nothing but anyway i want to move on to anthony gordon because there is rumors that there could be some sort of new deal going on um because we've given delhi alley to everton if he makes 20 appearances, which I'm assuming he will reach that target very soon when the new season starts, we are looking to take that 10 mil away and offer 20 mil for Anthony Gordon, which means we would have spent 30 mil on Anthony Gordon. Now, Patrick, mm. if that was the case, uh, I spoke about we spoke about Anthony Gordon last week saying that he's obviously only 21. He can play on both flanks. He could be a potential um, uh, what's it, replacement for Bergwijn. If that was the case, it was technically 30 million. Would you be happy with that potentially going over the line? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I've seen him play, and don't get me wrong, every time I've seen him play, I think he was pretty much Everton's only bright light last season. I mean, in terms of, we all know what Richarlison can do, so people almost part that. We know Richarlison was comfortably Everton's best player and the guy that got them out of most difficult spots, but Gordon was a guy who really impressed me. He is tenacious, he can dribble, he's got a bit about him. Um, he's young. It's a gamble, of course, because, you know, how how often would he play in this Tottenham team? But then also, like Jay saying, there's five subs. We've got a condensed number of games before, the, before and after the World Cup. So there possibly will be spots for him. So it's not a deal I'm against. But also, also if we miss out on him, as long as we still bolster the squad, I'm not too bothered. But the fact that, um, you know, we need homegrown players, that's why it's, it's the one that makes a lot of sense. But I've also read reports that Everton will not sell in this window because the backlash from the fans will be unbearable. Oh, They're already pissed yeah. off that they've sold Richarlison, but everyone understands that it makes sense from a financial standpoint because they are, you know, they're, they're, they're messed up with FFP. But if they sell Gordon, I think the fans will essentially riot. So I don't know how realistic it is we get him. But I'm not against it because from what I've seen of him, he is a good player. And I think that's the thing, obviously, there's lots of people saying it now as well, um, that obviously uh, Everton won't be happy, like Darren's saying here, kicking Everton when they're down. Yeah. <laughs> it is slightly true, but I think, like we've kind of said, it would be a great deal, if not for now, and I know that Tottenham recruitment in the past has been for the future, but Max, the thing is for him, he, he is technically, I wouldn't say well-established in the Premier League, but he knows how to play mm. in the Prem, and like Patrick yeah. said, he was one of Everton's <clears throat> brighter lights uh, last season. Yeah, I think the uh, one of the key moments that I remember. I mean, not obviously not that I've seen much of him, but I see I see at Anfield. Um, I think he, I can't remember if he came on or whether he started, but he literally changed that game. He looks like he's got a burst of energy about him. He's quick. Um, he's a bright spark, and the fact that you know you ain't going to get anyone cheap, especially homegrown. Any any day any day like it's, it's that sort of climate now in football. There's no cheap signings from a Premier League club. Like it just it, it doesn't happen. Um, there was a comment that I actually saw on the side. It was uh, was it Hill? It was yeah. Brian Hill, and then the other one and Saar. That was it. I mean, I would like to see how how either of them could play under Conte. I mean, it's a totally different yeah. system. Whether he'll he's he's looked decent. I mean, we've seen we've seen bits. Saar, I couldn't tell you much about, but obviously he's been on loan. I watched him at Afcon the last couple of games because he had COVID, yeah. so he didn't really play that. But he looked good when he played. I've seen him now and again in the French league, and yeah, he's he's decent. A bit skinny, but then still to bulk they, up. that's the thing. But if they are good enough, then would Conte, other than the homegrown side, would he be looking elsewhere? I don't know. It's. Mm, uh, mm. It's, I've been very on the edge of Gordon. I'm, if it happens, fair enough. If it doesn't, I'm not too disheartened because it's. Yeah, uh, it, it, we've, got, we've got players that, that are similar to him in that position, right? Um, he's not. He's not walking into the side. He's not. He's just coming to be a rotation player. And I think there is other. There's obviously other players out there that are homegrown. I mean, <clears throat> you just got to, obviously off the top of my head. I'm useless to that, but that's what they obviously get paid the big bucks to obviously organise and sort out and. <laughs> I can't see it. Like you said, Everton will literally collapse in terms of that fan base if 
I can't I can't life. see it because of the Richarlison. If it wasn't for Richarlison, I think they would be more than happy. I won't, I say yeah. happy, but with the money offered, yes. But mm. I can't see it happening. I think more realistic targets for us. And I, again, these are just off the top of my head. I don't think there's any legs to it. But uh, James Madison would be a good one. Todd Cantwell from Norwich, who looked really good a couple of years ago. I'm not sure yeah, what's happened to him recently. He's, he's bright but spot. yeah, he's really good. So those kind of players, like, you know, creative, still youngish and English. That's who I'd be looking at, that kind of ilk. Yeah, no, that's fair. So, I mean, <clears throat> we're going to get on to obviously back at training today where we'll talk a bit more about Hill and Saar. But just sticking with Gordon, I think for me... I would take him, but Jay, like everybody's kind of said, I think Everton will probably go into meltdown, especially especially because we've been there. Their ground is getting torn down and they're going to be building a new one. So not having Gordon, well, not having Richarlison and then losing Gordon, I think. The fans will help. The fans will help knock it down. That'll be (laughs) that is true. That is Anthony Gordon is home. He's wanted their own, isn't he? So that it's not going to go down well. I can't see them doing it this window. It just, yeah, they got to still be a bit sensible. Mm. But. Jay, I know we've kind of spoken quite a bit, but but do you think if you had a crystal ball, could it potentially happen or you're saying that? Nah? Uh, I think we only need to sign him if Gil goes out the door, really. I, I, I don't think now the wings is a, is, a, is a position that we particularly need any more extra cover than what we already have. Um, uh, that that's really it for me. I I like him. I think he's good. I I wouldn't say no to signing him. I wouldn't want to pay over the odds for him. I'd happily send your boy Harry the other way as part of the deal. Um, but you know, I I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not fast. He he is a shit house again. I keep using that term. They're my favourite sort of players. I fanboyed over Eric Lamella, uh, Eric Lamella from the day we signed him just purely because of that fact. Yeah. Uh, even though he was awful. Uh, for most of the, that time, uh, it, it's just players I like. Uh, I like him, like Max said. That um, him and Richarlison in that Merseyside derby were the two most exciting players to watch. Uh, so, yeah, again, proven-ish in the Prem. Um, do I want to sign him? No. Would I rather the money went elsewhere? Yes. That's where I. That's the stand thing. Though, the, the only thing that could potentially offer anything a straight up we'll sign him um everton would would literally collapse but let's say there was some sort of swap deal that could benefit everton because let's face it they're going to struggle to bring players in and it, it could work if we give them money and give them a couple of players going the other way you never know i mean there's players that we know that aren't going to be featuring next season so if we can offload them why not why not try and offer that in part of the deal but if it had have happened or was going to happen, it would have happened all in one deal. I, I feel like when we when we signed Richarlison, because remember there was just we're going to get both. Like that was part, that was one of the headlines. Oh, we're, we're in mm-hmm. for both. And if that was the case, it would have just been wrapped up all together. Unless there's obviously like, yeah, it, they, they Spurs obviously looked at that and they thought it's going to be hard to get Gordon because of what we've just spoke about. So, yeah. No, that is fair. I just, I get what you both said. I've just seen this comment from R2DT. I don't mean to wind you up, Jay, but uh, he's just written this. So uh, moving on very quickly from that one, because we all know Poch is Jay's favourite uh, manager. Um, I just want to stay with you, Jay, actually, before you uh, lose it after that comment. Um, and talk about that, obviously, Tottenham were back at training today. And it was nice to see a few faces, obviously, skips back in the mix. We've obviously got Pepe Saar, which I don't know too much about. Do you know quite a bit about him, Jay? Or are you kind of with everybody else? I ain't really seen a lot of the geezer. Uh, I'm going to sound like an absolute idiot and say I only know football manager and FIFA stats. Um, <laughs> and no, uh, I, he's going to struggle to get into the team with the depth that we've got next year, which is why it was kind of an interesting signing at the time when we brought him in, because it was like, OK, is he going to come straight in? And then we loaned him out. Um, is he getting into the midfield over Hoybieg, Bentancourt, Skip? Uh, Basuma, Harvey White, any of those, is he getting in over any of them? Has any of us seen enough of him to know if he's going to get in? Probably not. Um, but the fact that they're back at preseason, um, the one that I can't believe we've not talked about yet is that Gio was smiling in pictures at training. Very, very, very peculiar to see that considering the circumstances on the way he left on because he's doing well, doing well in Love Island, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's just. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just think. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see 
what Conte said because he seemed to bring everyone back and everyone seems to be, I don't know if it's just the normal going through the motions, but whether he's kind of gone, look, you know, I'm going to give you all this preseason tour to prove yourself. If you ain't good enough, we're going to get other people in and we're going to ship you out, which would make sense because you'd think players like Gio to Villarreal would already be done and gone, you know, if if that was, if that conversation hadn't been had. So, Again, midfield, now that we've signed Basuma, I don't think it's a position that we need any extra players in and 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 any any if we can make any money off any players we've signed or even free up some wages, then yeah, but until we see anything of him, and hopefully we will do in pre-season. Um, but if we don't, then you kind of already know that the writing's on the wall. That's a great point. And I like the point you make as well, obviously, that we know that we're trying to get these signings in before this uh, career tour. And Patrick, I'll come to you because I've just thought about it as well. The fact that obviously Ndombele, there I say it, is still floating around in the mix. Could this be, with Conte coming in, could this be his redemption, shall we say? Because like Jay says, with Gio coming back, with Ndombele potentially, I would assume, being part of this career tour, could this be the kick up a butt he needs? Or do you think he's just like, yeah, whatever? I mean, I hope so. I mean, I always, you know, I, I want... Whilst they're in a Spurs shirt, I want the best for every player. Uh, and even when they leave us, you know, I, like, for example, Ericsson looks like he may be headed to Man United. I, I wish him well. Obviously, I don't want him to do better than us in terms of our team. But you always want the best for players when they're ex-Spurs as well. So, Ndombele, while he's in a Spurs shirt and part of the makeup, the guy is super talented. We paid, you know, crazy amount for him. He's on 200k a week. I hope and pray he gets his act together. If if the fact that you're playing for one of the world's best managers, you're you've got some of the world's best players in your team, and we're back in the Champions League. If you can't get your acting gear for that, then you don't deserve to be a professional footballer. You've got everything at your disposal. We're not a mid-label uh, table club. We're not a club that doesn't have an identity, and we're fighting for seventh or eighth. We're now back in the Champions League. We have direction. What more do you want? But these kind of guys, you know, the Lacelsos, your end on bellies, they just flatter to deceive. They have a decent preseason and then they tail off. So if that's the case, then just go now. But if they can get that together and they can provide, because we're looking for a creative midfielder, somebody that can thread the lines, you know, find that bit of space, come into the pockets and ping the ball about and move the ball about, carry the ball. We've got pretty much every other profile, but we don't have that. And Dombele and the Celso were both meant to be those guys. So we've got the we've got them right at home if they can get that together. So I'd love to see it. But if I'm being real, I don't think we will because we've given them so many chances. But to be fair, the team isn't toxic anymore. The team is playing. They know what they're doing. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, five subs next season. A lot of games coming back to back. Who knows? We've seen other players pull it back before uh, from, from, from um, you know, places deeper than this so I hope they do man uh you know I'm not a toxic fan I don't believe our fan base is toxic we do want the best for these players and for our team but we've also given them so many chances how many more chances do you give a guy you know what I mean so it's one of them ones no you're right and, and, and like going back to obviously the refresh thing and the, the fact that I think Conte is giving people a chance because now thinking about it like when Jay mentioned it I think it does kind of make sense that he's going to give everybody a chance on this preseason. Mm-hmm. Um and Max are you kind of on the same thing because I think although Ndombele has abundance of a talent there's no there's no putting that out there he does have it. It just doesn't seem to apply himself and that's just the most frustrating thing and it's so frustrating to talk about it. And like Patrick <laughs> said missing Ericsson obviously that deal looks like it's going to happen to Man United and that was a free and he could do potentially what Ndombele can do for pretty much no money, shall we say. So, could this be it for him, do you think? Because I don't well, think it, we're going to pretty much, it, it pretty much is it for him in terms of... I don't know. It's like he's got so much ability that we've seen. He's, I haven't seen someone with that's like what he can do. And like the way he drops the shoulder and can just beat players is just absolutely ridiculous I've ne- I haven't seen it in a long time I haven't seen it since like the other Dembe- Dembele days so his technique his touch his ability second to none brilliant but it was always down to fitness and attitude and you've got the like one of the best managers in the league you can see we're going forward like Pat said why would you not want to come back give a hundred percent and then you know I mean I've been in the past I've been a very fickle football fan and Let's say he had a string of games where he was nutted down, giving it his best. I would be absolutely loving him. I'd be like, look, I'll put it in the past because this season's different. We've got a new manager. We've 
we're, we're, we're chasing like big things this season. We've, we're, we're going for it. We're, we're spending money. We're not just sitting back this season. So if you, you want to be a part of that, get involved. Otherwise, don't. Don't be, don't be stropping around. Don't be sulking and don't be in the changing room giving bad energy because this is the season that we're making it. And if you want to be a part of that, this is your, this is your time because he's got that ability to literally play there in behind the striker, in like that midfield, like attacking midfield role. Be there, make it yours, and you'd be one of you'd be loved at you'd be loved at Spurs. And the fact we're actually, I can say, you might be getting another opportunity is absolutely crazy because we know if this was someone like Ben Davis, we'd be absolutely slating him and be like, "See you later." You don't deserve another chance. I'm, I'm like that with Harry Winks. I can't bear to see him. But the fact that Endon Bellay's got that ability, it was like it was like Pogba at Man United. Everyone knows how much ability that guy's got. He can ping a pass 50, 60 yards, one touch football. His attitude, poor. That's why he's gone. He's gone. May not had obviously done with that new manager. See you later. Similar with Endombele. Are we going to see him go or are we going to see him stay? And I think the trouble is there's no one really sniffing around Ndombele. That's the most frustrating thing, regardless well, of who I heard. Out. I heard about Galatasaray, but I don't oh, know right. what's happened. So I heard Galatasaray was on, but not seen anything. So maybe that's dead in the water. But yeah, um, you had a comment, Holly, from somebody talking about Alfie Devine possibly being uh... that guy. Yeah, um, here, here it is, here yeah. It is. and um, yeah, that's a great shout, Chris. Um, to be fair, I've not seen enough of Alfie Devine with the men's team to to solidify that comment. But obviously, what we've seen him do at the under 19s and shout out to him because they won that. And uh, when he has played, he's looked sensational. But obviously, this is men's now. It's a big, it's a whole different change. But hopefully, he does get a run out in the preseason and we take it from there. But you're right, that is a good shout and somebody that we're not really talking about, but definitely mm. one for the future. I mean, it's because we're with... not. Sorry, oh, sorry, go on, Max. No, okay, no, go it's, just, it's only because this season's very. We've looked beyond the old. I'll oh, get someone in for the future. That's why, and he is potentially. Yeah. It's a big gamble for like, like. Would you put him in a Champions League game? Would you? You know what I mean? It's like hats off to him. He's he's reached. He's 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 hitting new heights. He's hitting new heights each month. He's playing well. He's obviously just won that of England. The Euro, like hats off, but. This is this is the big the big league now. Like yeah, this is make the or big break. boys. Yeah, you got yeah. players. You got someone that's worth sixty million that can't even get into the side, and we're debating. You were saying we're going to let someone that's got no experience whatsoever just have a, a that, run in this. We we had to do that with Harry Kane at one point when um Pochettino yeah, but we was were down look on his where legs. we were then. I know, I know, were. but sometimes you need to give a kid a break. So I, I hear well, what you're give saying. Him, give him to Everton. Then. <laughs> give him, <laughs> what, loan him to Everton. Say there you go. Yeah, yeah, loan him. I was going to say, don't give him. Yeah, 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 loan, loan. I mean, Jay, Jay is one to talk about the 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 kind of kids below because we've had many conversations in the past. Obviously, not when we've been doing so well, but why don't you give the youngins a go? So, Joe, I come to you about Alfie Devine. Like, would you give the guy a chance? Maybe not in the Champions League game, but would you give him a chance? My head is one hundred percent with Max. Uh, my heart is one hundred percent. Uh, no, other way round. No, no, correct way round. <laughs> correct way round. My head is 100% with Max and my heart is 100% with Patrick. I would yeah. love to see him get a chance. Are we the same team we were when Harry Kane came through the ranks? No. Um, yeah, do, yeah. you know, I, I've been I've been placarding for Harvey White to replace Harry Winks for the past God knows how long. Mm. And that's not even happened. I think that's just to wind me up. Though. That's yeah. just to wind you up, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I just think, you know, I... I I'd love to see it, but I don't. I just don't think it would benefit us to to do it. Play him in League Cup games, play him in mm. FA Cup games, put him on the bench in FA Cup games. You know, he he played against Marine. You know, if we would want to talk about levels, yeah. he played against Marine and did okay. Uh, mm. And that was against the ninth tier team. And considering you know it took us a while, but we did eventually beat them. Big up uh, Vinicius with his, uh, whatever it was. Uh, you know, yeah, that's the one. And Night Tier Marine. Um, but no, yeah, I, I'm all for the youngsters. I'm all for bringing them through. Uh, I think the way that it needs to be done in this day and age, it seems, is if they're not going to cut it at anything lower, uh, anything, the championship is it. If they, if they don't go out on loan to the championship and perform, and being a promotion team or a team chasing promotion or score a few goals uh, outside of that. You know, Adam's made a good point about like Jack Clark 
Dennis Kirkin was supposed to be the best left back to ever oh, exist yeah, on planet Earth. Guy. Yeah. And and, and 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 he we sold him to uh to to Sunderland and he got promoted, which is great. But are Sunderland gonna get promoted to the Premier League next year? No. So is it a massive loss? Cam Carter Vickers has been with us for about 400 years <laughs> and he's finally gone out the door. He was another yeah, one that never really God. got a chance in yeah. the first team. What about I just the one that went to Blackburn. There was one that went to Blackburn. Oh, uh, Dillian Markandi. Dillian Markandi. Yeah, I need to see more about him. There was a bit of an uproar when he left, but to be yeah. fair, I didn't really see that much of him. So I heard he's a talent, but I need to see more of him. See I just think I just think the footballing system is not what it used to be anymore, and and I think teams are a lot less likely to take risks on younger players, mm. mainly because it, it's so competitive now, and you know you've got the the Premier League too, but. That's not the same. You know, it, it's not the same. I, I guarantee you that, what's it, Garnacho that plays for, for Man United. I'd be surprised if he makes a perform, uh, makes an appearance next year in any games. You know, all of these players, I really think they need to go out alone. Again, Parrot, Parrot is another one. Yeah. He goes and plays for Franchise FC, scores a couple of goals, and, and, and everyone's all of a sudden like, oh, can he get back in? Forgetting that he's playing in League One. You know, and, and we're playing in the Champions League now, which ex goes back to what Max was saying, that we're not mm. that club anymore. We can't afford to take those risks. These kids, if they want to get in that first team, they need to go out on loan or take the opportunities they're given, not, oh, someone's injured, someone's injured, or, all right, we'll give you a go. They need to prove themselves before they get that chance rather than give them the chance to prove themselves. I think you made a great point there. And obviously the one person that is basically gone through that system is Skip. You know, he went out on loan to Norwich, was it? I'm yeah. going to get it all wrong, but it was yeah. to Norwich. It was Norwich, proved, yeah, it was Norwich, yeah. proved himself and now he's, look where he is now. He's, I know yeah. he's been injured, but he's going to be taken pre-season by full storm and he'd be, potentially be that player in that mid. Um, yeah. So I think it's one of those testaments to that. You work hard, you prove yourself, that's it, you get your break. So hopefully he can maintain that uh, next season. Um, but before we wrap things up, I, I really want to get everybody's thoughts. I've been doing this uh, every week now at the end of the show and that is to kind of get who you would like in at Tottenham and I want it to be realistic like, I don't want us to go out and say I don't know Messi or whatever it could be Ronaldo well, no. Neymar Neymar <laughs> oh, it could be Ronaldo now considering he wants Champions League football you know so but yeah. what I'm saying is who would you want in that's potentially realistic like you could see it happen you could see Fabio cooking with it so Patrick I'll come to you first okay. who would be like your ideal Scenario perfect. Um, LCB, I think we really need to. So that's left centre back. I think we really need to bolster that. Shout out to Ben Davies, but we definitely, I like the guy, want him in the squad, but I think we can really get a quality player there and he'll take us up a level. So Garvidal, uh, Bastoni, Bremer, and possibly even Pau Torres. I'd want one of those four there. A real, real quality left sided player. Uh, and then we got Ben Davies as backup and rotation. I think we'd go up another level or two. And I think that's true. I think that is the one position and like those players you've kind of said we all have been linked to. So yeah. on that kind of sense, I see where you're coming from. Um, Max, what are your kind of thoughts? Do you kind of get on the same vibe or something totally different? I think that's that's the one position that, I mean, it looks like right back's going to be Spence and that'll be that. Won't have another right back. It's just that, that centre-back spot on the left side is just so, next season. Well, he's already said that he knows how big that that position is. Um, we've got players everywhere else on the pitch that can like fit in and do a job. <sighs> you need to build from the back. We need to make a point, 50, 60 million on someone that's going to, yeah. I still think Bastoni, like that's, that's the, whenever someone says, think of a centre back, I know it's obviously hard when you're put on, put on the spot, but it's like, he's there. Let's just tempt in there with a, with a bid, a big bid. And go from there. I know he wants to. Obviously, we're just we're we're not that team anymore. We're not we're not just showing interest. Like drop fifty million. Say, look, we want your we want him, even though he's one that could be one for the future as well. But he's already making a name for himself. He wants to be captain. Come to Spurs. Come and fight in Champions League. Come work with Conte, and make a name for yourself in like the best league in the world. That's what I'll be. That's what I'll be. I'll be putting across to him. So. He's the one that comes to mind. But yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy with either one that Pat said. I mean, I think they're, they're all decent. Um, it's just, yeah, get get a big centre back in to, to play with whether Dyer or Romero at the back. I think that's me as well. Like, Bastoni is the geezer. I think, obviously, he's been the big name target. It's just that he loves 
obviously where he is. Um, yeah. But Jay, if you kind of thought, so is there someone in your mind that you you would want to come over? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm loving Tottenham Bahrain's suggestions. I don't know if he's got ties to the Prince of Bahrain and can lend us some money to sign all these players he's <laughs> suggesting. I saw Jude Bellingham earlier in the chat and nearly made me fall off my seat. Um, but no, I, I definitely think, uh, like we've all said, I've got to go out and say I do disagree with Patrick in the sense that I definitely don't think we need a creative midfielder just because of the system we play. And we've okay. already got some players in that I, I don't... That forward three, it's five two three for me. I, I mm. think you need a a, a ball winning midfielder and a box to box that can kind of pick mm. a pass, but isn't Ericsson and not going to track yeah. back and do his defensive duties. In my opinion, and I know that the system could be different come this season, and then we might need one. But as of right now, I definitely don't think we need to improve in the midfield. Attacking wise, again, I'm not fussed about improving. Looking at the signings we've already made, um, and then. Uh, it's it's what everyone else has said. Sadly, it's defenders. It's it's Bastoni. I'm not keen on Bremer. Um, only okay, why not? I'm, yeah, because I've not sorry. I've not heard of him before this season. And, okay. and to me, and to me, that signs that he's he's. he's I know, obviously, we're going to say Jed Spence is exactly the same. Mm. Uh, but homegrown and young, uh, to me, are big tax on signings in the sense that to me that's an incentive to get someone in the homegrown and young if you if you can fill as many homegrown positions as possible that frees you up across the board uh, yeah. to get other players in um but yeah bastoni would be the dream signing if we're talking dream signings i'd love bastoni um mm. obviously going back a couple of seasons Skriniar would obviously mm. be uh, you know we might as well just be a Juventus, Everton and, and uh, Inter Milan feeder team at this point. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, yeah, that, that's got to be it. It's got to be defenders um, attacking-wise, nothing, midfield, nothing. And we've got one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. So I even saw Kim Pempe for PSG uh, is out of contract as well. But I don't, he's obviously, I've just known him as a big name just through playing for PSG. I don't actually know what he's like, whether he's good defensively. Or... I, I saw a rumour on um, on Twitter saying that Pochettino, one of Poch's last things is he said to Kim Pembe, if Tottenham put an offer in for you, make sure you accept it. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true that is. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. That sounds good to me, man. I'll take it. You, you but... probably would though. Like, yeah, probably would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is fair. So I think we're kind of on the same agreement. I, I think I just want Bastoni as well. It's just going to be so hard to tempt him over. And who would have thought it, eh? Like, Champions League football, Conte, great stadium, this, that and the other. It's just what he wants, isn't it, really? I'm hoping mm. because we've done most of our business so early that hopefully we can tempt him to come over a bit better. We put all of our, like, effort into getting him across. Um, but if not, like we've all kind of said, the people we've kind of wanted are people we've already spoken about or already been whispers of in the transfer market. So hopefully one of those um, come across. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next uh, couple of days. And to Matt, thank you for joining. I know that you you don't want Harry Winks, you're sad about Richie, but if you go back, we have already spoken about Langlet. So go rewatch for me. That would be great. Um, But yeah, it'd be interesting. Like I said, it's, it's still got a little while to go and it's a very strange position to be in as a Tottenham fan to have done all of these deals so far, very decent deals, and to still think there could be more coming in, especially that left centre-back. Uh, I forgot about this. <laughs> Stick it on and sing, come on. Here's the reason. <laughs> we oh, get the Champions League next season. <laughs> oh, I love it. I need one of those, I think. Um, but no, it's been an, a very nice conversation tonight. I've really enjoyed it talking about everything that's gone on so far. So before we go, I'd like to say to everyone where we can find each other. So, Patrick, first of all, where can everybody find you doing your thing, my friend? Yeah. So once again, thank you for having me on. Been a pleasure, Max and Jay, as always. And um, yeah, you can see my Twitter handle right there at Patrick Tyrant. Uh, follow me on Twitter. You'll see everything I'm up to. I'm always on um, uh, the Coys Come On You Spurs dot uh, com podcast. Uh, that's on a break at the moment. We'll start when the season resumes. But at the moment, uh, the football terrace, so TFT with Terry Fluers, I'm on there at least once or twice a week as the Spurs resident fan and pundit uh, in the Big Six show. So, yeah, that's where you'll find me and see me. I love it. Thank you again, Patrick. Um, also, uh, to Max, thank you very much. I think Spurs lad is going to cry because he missed it earlier, so you're going to have to sing it for him before you go. <laughs> uh, he's Brazilian. He only cost 60 million. And this is the bit I actually always muck up. So, how's it going? Ready? 
He's the end, and we think he's brilliant. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. No, no, you're still there. You're still there. Oh, Siri was gone. Anyway, I think they get. I think they get. Basically, if they want to hear the real version, they gotta go to my TikTok. Yeah, just check out his TikTok, man. It's all over there. Well, it's on Twitter. Just type it in. Everton chant. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate having me back on. Uh, It's always good to talk about Spurs. When when there's good things to talk about Spurs, it's the best because you feel like you can just waffle for ages. And there's nothing worse sitting after when you lose and then you've got to talk about a game. Oh, it's, mate, just, it's, it's awful. The worst. But, nah, good times, positive vibes. Everyone in there, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And um, if anyone actually in the chat doesn't hasn't seen any of my content, then obviously extra Max on pretty much all the socials. So, yeah, look forward to the new season and, uh, yeah, up the Spurs. Up the Spurs. No, I love it. Thank you again so much, Max. Um, And... Ben, uh, ben, quickly before I come to Jay, it it's not the moment, but it shall be next season because I'm going to be a bit more organised and then we'll fizz it on there. So uh, watch out for that one. But last of all, Jay, thank you again so much for joining me tonight. It seems weird you've just been over there. But um, where can everybody find you doing your thing? Uh, the free tees, Twitch, TikTok and Twitter uh, at JJ Season. It's all the same thing. Uh, yeah, just uh, playing eFootball and Football Manager and stuff like that. And anti-potch propaganda on the timeline on Twitter all day long, baby. <laughs> of course, fabulous. Um, and I want to say a big thank you as well to everybody that's been in the chat tonight. It's been a very lively one. Um, if you've got any mates or you've got any family that like to listen to my dulcet tones or to chat about Tottenham, please get them to subscribe. I would love to get to 2K before the season starts. Um, that'd be what are you on right now, Holes? I haven't got a clue. Um, 1.86. Oh, 1.86. So we've got okay. a little way yeah, to go. Yeah, you're getting there. You're getting there. Slowly, slightly. Um, but no, thanks to everybody that's been in the chat tonight. You'll get there. Good. You'll get there. Fingers mm. crossed. I hope so. But um, anyway, like I say, thank you to everybody that's been in tonight. To these guys on the panel, uh, Holly Sotsers Live will be back next Monday, same time, same place with some more guests. So hopefully by then, uh, we have signed some new players. That would be fabulous. Um, but until next time, Come on, you Spurs.